We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Coast to Coast. I'm your host, Karina Mustafa, alongside Calvin Wetzel. And I am back in case you missed me last week. In case you didn't notice, I'm here again. Um, we got a lot to talk about on today's show, including a segment that I'm currently in that we're also going to talk about called exam season a little bit later. But first, we're going to recap the Thanksgiving tournament. Um, Cal, you ready? I'm so ready. I missed hanging out with you. It's only been like you only took one week off, but I feel like it's been a long time. No shade I'm to a, Mark. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Mark sucks. Full shade to Mark. Just kidding. Mark, I love you. It was we had a great pod. I'm glad you're back, Cree. Let's talk. Let's talk. Hoops. Okay. Love that. Um, okay, let's talk about the triple T Thanksgiving tournament takeaways, because we love alliteration here on Coast to Coast. Um, first of all, before we even get to the games. I just want to say how jealous I was seeing all of these teams playing in like the Cayman Islands, playing in all these like tropical places while we're just like stuck in very cold approaching winter in North America where it gets dark at 5 p.m. Um, and it's just kind of blah right now. So I just want to say that seems like as a, especially as a student, like that seems like a great place to have a little bit of a um like kind of vacation because you are playing and stuff but it's just nice to have like a change of scenery so that was my first thing i just wanted to say it looked like everybody had a great time um and hopefully students and like staff teachers whoever was there um got a little bit of relaxation i don't really think teachers would be there i don't know why i said teachers but um <laughs> i bet i bet they wish they were there um but we got three teams that we kind of wanted to hit on from the that week of tournaments um, and games. We'll talk about NC State first. They had a statement win against Colorado. They made it in the top five of this week's ranking. Cal, who impresses you the most on this team so far? 
You know, the thing that impresses me the most about NC State is that who impresses me the most is different from game to game. And we talked about Sanaya Rivers the last time I think you were on the pod uh, or maybe it's time before that. (laughs) Yeah, it was like 10 years ago. It feels like. And and she was the most impressive. That was from the UConn game, obviously. Uh, You know, she she really stepped up in that game. But we've seen different games where Isaiah James gets going. Uh, I was impressed in the game against Colorado, which is probably sort of the headliner game uh, that we should talk about in the Paradise Jam, where they really had no trouble beating a Colorado team that everyone was super high on, you know, before that, after they took out LSU. So and I, I was impressed with River Baldwin in that game, did an excellent job defensively, I think, on Aronette Vonley. They didn't really even have to double Aronette Vonley that often. River, River Baldwin pretty much hold, held it down. So I'm it's, it's another cop-out, but <laughs> I'm just thoroughly impressed with NC State as a team, and I think – that they have a lot of different people stepping up on different nights. And you know what? I'm going to get to see them in person this coming weekend. I'm going to be down there in Raleigh, North Carolina. Nice. I'm very excited about it. I don't want them to win. Illinois State is playing there. I hope (laughs) NC State loses. But I'm also excited to watch them in person, Illinois State aside, because it's clearly a much better team than I think just about anyone thought coming into this season and they're really fun to watch they're they're pushing the ball a lot more than they have in the last several years under Westmore um and they have some some great athletes so I'm I'm very excited to watch them play they've been really impressive so far I just want to say I love it when your bias just like creeps out and you're just like I'm not ashamed of it I'm <laughs> proud of I really respect that about you I, I knew you had like some agenda when you were like I hope they don't win and I was like uh-oh what's coming next <laughs> what's the reason um, I am not gonna hide was... if you're watching on YouTube I have the Illinois State stuff back here so I'm not gonna hide it it's my squad no shade to NC State I'll root for you guys the rest of the season can't root for you in that game all about the bias on this podcast <laughs> I love it. Uh, I will say too, and you said like may, not many people maybe thought of them being as like one of the top teams. Um, I think maybe outside of like Ari Chambers, who I think that's like her home uh, school. I know she's been tweeting a lot about them, um, especially since they kind of burst um, into the rankings this week and last week. Uh, but yeah, I think you know what you said about different players being able to be successful every night. Like, do you think like that's one of the main reasons why they've been so successful these last couple of weeks and have been able to get some of these bigger wins. I do. I think you don't necessarily know kind of who you're trying to take away or how you're trying to guard them. I think Uh, it's, it's a difficult team to scout at least early in the season. I think when they get into ACC play, some they'll probably hit a wall at some point uh, and then they'll figure it out and adjust. And it's always that sort of bigger chess match back and forth between coaches. But Right now, uh, like Sanaya Rivers is breaking out. Uh, you know, like I said, they're playing faster. They're playing a little bit differently. They have so much athleticism and passing all around that it's so hard to like. I, they sort of just picked apart Colorado's hard hedges on a lot of the ball screens. And Colorado, like we said, was playing excellent basketball coming in that game. But it's just this is a really tough team to guard. I think in their defense, their defense, uh, you look at that game, Colorado missed a lot of shots to be fair, but what, what do they have? Eight points like in the middle of the second quarter or something like that. NC state was suffocating uh, and they're really getting after it on the glass. So it's, it's just, there's a lot of strengths on this team and 
is it's such a tough team to match up with. All right, there you have it. That's one of our teams to watch from our Thanksgiving tournament takeaways, NC State. Make sure you keep an eye on them um, as they continue on the week. I think they're ranked at number five in this week's rankings. So pretty high, pretty high. Um, All right, the next thing we want to talk about, UCLA. Uh, What has stood out to you about Lauren Betts and her fit with this team so far? Because you and I have talked a lot on this pod about like the top portal transfers, her being one of them. Um, it seems like she's kind of fit in like a glove. And so like, I'm wondering like what has stood out to you about her so far? She has fit in so well. And, you know, it's really not a very heavy ball screen offense and not that she couldn't fit as, as a roller and in, in picking rolls too, but they are just featuring her so, so, so hard in terms of post-ups. It's, it's not complicated. I don't want to like take anything away from what they're doing, but it's really is just Lauren Betts is unstoppable in the post. And like, what are you going to do about it? And it's been, I think Mark Schindler talked about this in, in his recent article. It's It's been really big for their whole offense because it opens up a lot with her gravity in the post. Then you have players like Kiki Rice shooting the ball really well. London Jones shooting the ball really well. Charisma Osborne shooting the ball really well. And these players are getting open looks because of how much the defense has to worry about Lauren Betts on the post. To me, actually, though, as dominant as she's been in that regard, and as much as it helped the offense, I think defensively is where she has had the biggest impact. She's only averaging 1.3 blocks a game, uh, but that number is so misleading to me because teams aren't even going in there and, and you know, they're not even trying. They're just mm-hmm. not even challenging her at all. No one is taking shots at the rim against UCLA. If you If you look at their numbers from last year to this year in terms of the amount of shots they're giving up at the rim and the amount of threes that they're giving up it's really night and day both ways they're allowing so many more threes and it's not because they have some poor sprint or defense or anything it's just because teams are like well we're not gonna go score at the room <laughs> on Lord Matt, so <laughs> yeah. let's jack threes you know that it's she's had a huge impact i did think it was funny that the other game uh the other day against niagara she played five minutes she didn't play after the first quarter which you know, we were both having Thanksgiving stuff, couldn't watch the game. I went back and watched the film, and I was like, wait a minute, she's not hurt. What's going on? They were just up 27-8, I guess, or 27-5 at the end of the first quarter. So the fact that they didn't even need her was kind of a flex. But I, um, she, that was the first time she had three blocks in a game in five minutes in that game. But <laughs> like I said, like that, it's one of those cases where you look at the stats and you think, like, Cameron Brink's averaging three-point-something block, blocks. Why isn't Laura Betts right there? She's just having so much of an impact in there that it's teams aren't even trying. Yeah, even on the other end of the floor and one of their matchups against Princeton last week, they Princeton kept sending like three players at Lauren Betts at all times. And like, first of all, it doesn't always work, but like when it, even when it does work, then you're trying to get the ball out of her hands. Like like you said, that just opens up so much more around her. Um, and it's but it's just kind of funny to watch her kind of be that magnetic force because like there aren't really a lot of players like outside of like Aaliyah Boston, you know, who as soon as the ball is in her hands, it's like all three players on her immediately. Um, so it's been it's been super fun to kind of just watch that. Um, it's also just funny 
for me to watch that kind of basketball when you have some when you have a player who's just so dominant uh, in the post like that and teams are just trying everything that they can to defend them uh, but they did also beat UConn in the Cayman Islands uh, which I like I mentioned before very jealous of the location super quick on UConn because we didn't really talk and I think the injury happened after um, you and Mark potted last week AZ FUD is out um for the rest of the season this is like very disappointing to say the least it's kind of just you just feel gutted for her almost and like just what she's gone through with injuries i hate it i hate it so much. you hate when any anyone gets hurt but especially like how many injuries she's already gone through and Paige beckers as well now obviously uh, like i saw a stat i think or I saw, I saw someone post this the other day that so this is Paige's fourth year, AZ's third year. Obviously, they went to UConn to play together. They've played 17 games together total in now three years or two and a half because of injuries to one or the other. And that's going to be the case through four years now, Paige's career. So, I, yeah, gutted. I hate it so much. This is supposed to be the year that they were finally healthy. And like whether you root for UConn or not, because I know they're a very polarizing team, like just absolutely hate it for AZ FUD. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I know both of us send her our very best wishes and hopes that um, she has a really good recovery. Um, I don't, I can't remember who wrote the article, but somebody wrote out an article that um, just kind of said that she's not letting this like deter her in any way. So yeah, excited to see her get healthy again. Um, and we wish her all the best. But yeah, just that little piece on UConn since uh, they did lose to UCLA. All right. Our third and final team from our Triple T Thanksgiving tourney takeaways, TCU. Um, Sedona Prince is thriving. As we know, another transfer. Uh, I, didn't even, I didn't even make the transfer connection until now when I just said it, how, like that we're talking about so many transfers in the segment. But she was another transfer, obviously, from Oregon, um, is now at TCU. They're 7-0. and They just beat Nebraska. Cal, should we be paying extra attention to them? We absolutely should. You could throw transfers in your T alliteration thing. Oh my god, we got we got like a quadruple T. And you can throw TCU in there. You could throw a tournament in there because I think TCU is a tournament team. There's <laughs> as many T words as I can think of here. Wow! So, like you said, time seven out. and zero. <laughs> time out. Time out. So TCU has not made the tournament since 2010 they were not in the big 12 at that time they've never made the tournament in their time in the big 12 it's been over a decade i think this is the team that's going to do it mark campbell first year coach coming over from sacramento state but he was at oregon before that assistant coach at oregon where he helped recruit sedona prince uh when they transferred originally from texas to oregon uh and then he obviously got the job at sacramento state for a couple years took them to the tournament last year with a really fun, exciting offense that was very reliant on ball screens and threes. That's what they're doing at TCU now. So you have Sedona Prince thriving. First off, Sedona is a perfect example of why people shouldn't write off AZ FUD yet because Sedona also dealt with quite a few injuries throughout her career. And look at what she's doing now. Second off, thriving as the roller and pick and rolls. Thriving also... In the post, say thriving as like our sixth T word. <laughs> there it is. There you go. How, how many are we up to? I don't even. I lost track. 
that's that's the theme. There's your there's your T word theme of the pod. We're getting people are sick of us. The people are so sick. Uh, Everyone is shutting off the podcast right now. It's done. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't even know what I was saying. Yeah, she's thriving. There we go. She's thriving. She's thriving. How many times can we say the word thriving? She's thriving in all these different roles. And this offense is thriving not only because of them, because of, of, well, Mark Campbell and also because of Sedona, but Madison Connor, another transfer, came over from Arizona. uh, And she has, a change of scenery has done wonders for her. She leads the country in three-point makes per game, four and a half on 40% shooting absolutely lighting it up. Jaden Owens transfer from Baylor. Another one who has been an elite distributor for them. Uh, she's, you know, fit in perfectly with that ball screen offense. And it's really, when you look at what Sacramento state was last year and their tournament team, who by the way, played UCLA in the first round, we were talking about UCLA, uh, like that team, Kalasia Dean running the point, Katie Penueta, the shooter and, and Izzy Nadabu in the post, like Mark Campbell has that. He has that only way more talented now. And those three were very talented, but now he has that and that same mold of like a three headed monster with a distributor, a, a big and a shooter uh, with power conference talent. And it's really scary uh, what, what they have to work with there. So I think TCU is going to make some serious noise in the big 12. I love it. I love it. Um, so those were our three teams, NC State, UCLA, and TCU from our biggest Thanksgiving tournament takeaways. Make sure to keep an eye on all three of these teams as the college season continues. And coming up next, we are going to preview the inaugural ACC-SEC challenge with exam season and games to watch. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. All right, so here we are. 
This is three of the games that we have on Wednesday, November 29. We're going to talk about a lot of the matchups, but right now, if you're watching on YouTube, I've got Notre Dame at Tennessee, Vanderbilt at NC State, and Louisville, Louisville, whoa, I said that weirdly, at Ole Miss. Um, I'll put it up in a second again when we talk about where you can watch in one time and all of that. But Cal, which matchup do you have your eye on on this Wednesday slate of games? Well, all of them, but uh, <laughs> the biggest one, Notre Dame, Tennessee, which, but by the way, before we even talk about that, though, it's really cool that the, this is happening. It's the first year of the ACC SEC challenge. I don't really know why the Big Ten ACC challenge fizzled out, probably money or something stupid, but the SEC was like, hey, if the Big Ten's not going to do it, we will. And now they're stepping up and we get this kind of cool. The conference challenges are so fun to me. I wish we had like every conference did these, you know, like just mid-majors, everyone, whoever. I, I understand why we don't. But anyway, that being said, this event is starting off with a bang. I think it's the very first game out of all of these, not just uh, the big ones that you put on the screen, but I think of any of them, 5 Eastern, ESPN2 Wednesday, Notre Dame, Tennessee, two of you know college basketball's classic blue bloods. Obviously, both have dealt with some injury this year. Are we going to see Rakia Jackson? I don't know. Sonia Citron, I'm not sure. Probably less likely for her. We know about Olivia Miles. But no matter who's playing, like this is going to be a high-octane, just entertaining basketball game. And it's going to be about like Hannah Hidalgo, someone we know is going to be playing. Freshman fire. We haven't said that one yet in this podcast. <laughs> to me, so Tennessee doesn't have a lot of rim protection. You know, maybe Tamara Key, but she's not really playing a lot. Uh, Hannah Hidalgo is someone who can really put rim pressure. So how is Tennessee going to contain her? And and on the other end, how are they going to handle their her pressure? She leads the country over six steals a game. Jasmine Powell, Jewel Spear, Destiny Wells. I think that backcourt of Tennessee is going to have their hands full. So... That's something I'm really watching for in this one. I like it. I like it. Let me put up these games again so everybody can see. So you can catch Notre Dame at Tennessee at 5 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. Um, shout out Mark Schindler again because I went back to his article that he hosted um, with where you can watch all of these games. Um, he did the homework for you, so make sure you're following him because he will be posting those weekly as well. Some of the other games, um, though, so let's go to Vanderbilt at NC State. Who's a player? We kind of talked about NC State in the first segment, but is there a player that you're watching out for? Slash, what should we be expecting with Vanderbilt, who's been playing better as of late? Yeah, this is going to be a really good test for Vanderbilt because they're another 7-0 and team. Those undefeated teams are starting to dwindle down. Still got a handful of them. Shea Ralph coming from UConn's done a fantastic job with them. But you look at that 7-0 and record, they've played great. They also have four pretty close wins over mid-major teams. You and I is a good mid-major team, and they had their star, Maya McDermott, back for that game. So that's a good win. Fairfield is is a good win, too. I think they're they're making some noise this year. Uh, coached by a Tebow, by the way. Uh, Carly Tebow Dunanis. So shout out to the Tebow coaching tree. But wow. <laughs> um, I love that. You know, that aside... Vanderbilt doesn't have a win nearly what this would be, this this NC State, if they can pull this win off. So Vanderbilt's another one of those teams like TCU. It's been a while since they really made some noise. And I think this is going to be the game where we find out how real that 7-0 and record is. I know Mark Schindler, who we mention every three minutes on this podcast, 
right? has them. <laughs> I think I want to say 27th or 28th. He he put out his rankings in uh, maybe it's the same article you're talking about. I think it he is, had him yeah. knocking on the door. I, th- I want to say I can't remember the number, but this is one of those uh, where if they get this win, that is absolutely validated. Yeah, um, absolutely. Some of these other matchups too. Let's go to the last one that I put um, up here. Louisville at Ole Miss um, at 9.15 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. And you, um, by the way, you can catch Vanderbilt NC State on the ACC network. Um, I love, what I love about this is that all of these games are televised on places that I can access with my IPTV (laughs) and they're not on like flow hoops or whatever. Um, Because I have like, so like my IPTV slide aside, it has flow of hoops, but like it doesn't work for some reason, which makes me very sad. So whenever I see that it's on like ESPN or, you know, ACC network, I'm happy. Uh, but yeah, for Louisville Ole Miss, um, what are you expecting knowing that Ole Miss has kind of, I would say, I'm trying to find the right word, like kind of gone up and down in the rankings a little bit, but they've looked pretty good. I know they just suffered also another season ending injury or some kind of long-term injury with one of their players as well, which is just, ugh. but um, what are you expecting for this matchup? Yeah. By the way, this is a great season for people who hate flow hoops because (laughs) time is over and Thanksgiving is flow hoop season, but I love that we get to run this back. Uh, This is the first of a couple tournament uh, rematches. We saw Louisville, Louisville versus Ole Miss in the Sweet 16 last year after Ole Miss pulled that big upset over Stanford. And uh, in that game, you know, Haley Van Lith sort of carried Louisville. I think Louisville was able to get the win, but they don't have her anymore. Uh, Ole Miss is going to have this one at home. I think this one's going to be, I think that was like a 10 point game or so. I think this one's going to be a lot closer. I think Ole Miss might get the revenge. Like you said, they've been a little bit up and down, uh, had that loss to Oklahoma, but. If this this is going to be this might be one of the probably two or three. If I was going to pick two or three games that I think is really really going to come down to the wire, I think I think this is right up there. Like I, I think Notre Dame Tennessee might be the most entertaining game, uh, but I do think Notre Dame is going to pull away in the end. This one I have no idea who's going to win. I lean Ole Miss, but I think this is going to be a really fantastic basketball game. Yeah, I like it. I like it. You're you have them on crunch time watch. Um, a couple of the other games on Wednesday, we got Florida at Georgia Tech, also at 5 p.m. So that's kind of the first one alongside Notre Dame, Tennessee. Um, we also have Miami at Mississippi State at 7:15 p.m. Eastern. Um, those are the Wednesday games. Do you have any last thoughts on the Wednesday games before we move to the Thursday games for the ACC SEC tourney? Yeah, I don't think so. Let's hit Thursday. Amazing. Uh, so here we go on YouTube. I put up our three ranked matchups for Thursday, November 30th. We've got South Carolina at North Carolina, Arkansas at FSU and Virginia Tech at LSU. Um, I got to be careful with all the letters and the acronyms because as we know, I've had some issues <laughs> with saying them in the past. Um, but let's start with South Carolina at North Carolina at 7 p.m. Eastern. South Carolina, I think, are they both undefeated at this point? South Carolina and North Carolina, if I remember correctly. I don't. North know. Carolina did take a loss to uh, they lost? State the other day. They did. Okay, they so did. they've got their first loss of the season. Okay, so then South Carolina is the only one out of this matchup that is still undefeated. I guess the big question is, do you see 
that upset. Do you see South Carolina getting their first loss of the season? No, I don't. <laughs> but if I'm wrong, and if if North Carolina is going to be able to do it, they're going to have to do a couple things. They're going to have to play. Th- their defense is basically going to have to do what they did against Aoka Lee and probably even better uh, in that loss to Kansas State that we mentioned. Uh, they actually, I think, did a pretty good job against Aoka Lee, uh, all things considered. Like she's, you know, you're never going to completely take her out of a game, but they kind of doubled her like off the ball even. Like they, they were... Um, there were some times when the ball was on the wing or in the corner and they had the weak side wing coming over and basically doubling Aoka Lee to prevent her from even getting the ball. Cause, cause North Carolina has been playing smaller this year. So if they're going to go up against someone like Aoka Lee or like Camila Cardoso, which is what we're getting to in this matchup that they got to get creative. They don't have any one player who's going to go at Maria Gokting. Uh, would be the one, but when she goes to the bench, if she gets in foul trouble, uh, like that, you know, they got to get creative. So they're going to have to do that again, I think against Cardoso, but uh, the problem is, I mean, against Kansas state, number one, they, they were leaving some shooters open and they somewhat got away with it. Not enough to win the game, but Kansas state missed some shots. The problem is they missed more shots. North Carolina shot two for 20 from three in that game. So if, if you're going to do this against South Carolina, you're going to give up some open shots again to players like Tahina Papau. That's something that would have worked great last year that we've talked about it on the pod this year. Probably not so much. South Carolina can beat you with the, if you leave them open on the perimeter. Number two, they're going to have to shoot a lot better than two for 20 from three themselves. If you want to beat South Carolina, you have to make shots. So very interested to see how that defense plays, uh, you know, the, when they, especially when they go smaller. Um, but I'm not going to say I see an upset. I, if I'm wrong, then good for them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That sounded so salty. Uh, let's move on to the next one. <laughs> no, uh, you're like, if I'm wrong, then good for them or whatever. Uh, but no. <laughs> we've just, got just Arkansas. I'm not going yeah, to lie. I got you. I got you. <laughs> um, we've got Arkansas and Florida State at 7 p.m. And then Virginia Tech at LSU at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, let me pull up the schedule again so I can tell you guys where to watch it. Arkansas FSU is ESPN2. Virginia Tech LSU is ESPN. Um, which of these two ranked matchups are you more excited for? Slash, what are our thoughts and feelings on LSU right now? Whew, that's a tough question. That's a, you're bringing the hard-hitting questions, Cree. I that's don't know. what I'm here for. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, to be honest. I don't know what's going on. I'm not trying to speculate like the whole world is. Uh, so just waiting to see what happens. Uh, I do think that from a basketball perspective, they've been fine, you know, which doesn't say anything about Angel Reese as a basketball player, but I think it says a lot about who they have. Michaela Williams, more freshman fire. I've been freshman absolutely hoping. That's, that's exactly right. That's the motto of this podcast. We, we talked about... I like I everyone coming to the season was talking about the big three. Anisa Morrow, Angel Reese, Haley Van Lee. Isn't playing great, by the way. <laughs> yes, Anisa Morrow uh has been ever since that first game, you know, where Colorado really took her out of the game. I think she has been absolutely dominant. And Michaela Williams, this is a big four when Angel Reese comes back. Michaela Williams has been right there. She's averaging I think five more points per game than Haley Van Lith. So she she is the go-to guard if you need a bucket at this point. So 
I, I think the LSU has the pieces, obviously, to be one of the best teams in the country with or without Angel Reese. And what, you know, when she comes back and they sort of figure out how they fit together, because I think part of why Morrow is sort of you're seeing those numbers go back to kind of what we expected is because she has a lot more room to operate. But at some point, they're going to figure out how both of those players play off each other and play together. And that's a scary prospect. I love this is the other tourney rematch that uh, we were talking about. Final four, obviously, last year, Virginia Tech had a lead. LSU came back and took it and it beat Iowa in the national championship game. Love that we get this rematch as well. One of the headliners of this, maybe the headliner, I don't know. Of, of the, There's so many, it's hard to pick, but mm-hmm. of, of this whole event. Georgia Amor, someone who I will always, always go back to my bias on. It's, it's a lot <laughs> different than Illinois State bias. It's just I love watching Georgia Amor hoop. That's all it is. She is so fun to watch. And would you I, say I you're think... giving a more to a more? Yes, yes, I would. Yes, I would. <laughs> that was so bad. Oh, I yeah. wanted to say it so bad. Like, cause I love her name, and like as you know, like I pronounce things differently. So I like I at first did not know her name was pronounced a more when I first started watching her last year, and so my brain would always say like amore, like love, like, you know? And so, yeah, that's just the, the pun that I think about every time. So I, I had to say it finally, but continue. I'm glad you said it. I'm, I'm glad you worked <laughs> it in there because that's exactly yeah. what I'm doing. Uh, but the, exactly. yeah, I, that's it. Honestly, this is just a great matchup. This is, if you could pick one or two to tune into, I think this is right at the top of the list. Yeah. Um, and I'll play it one last time for YouTube viewers. South Carolina at North Carolina, 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Arkansas at, at Florida State is 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. And after that South Carolina game, you can catch Virginia Tech at LSU on ESPN at 9 p.m. Eastern. A um, couple of the other teams in action for the ACC SEC challenge will be Missouri at Virginia at 5 p.m., Duke at Georgia at 5 p.m., Alabama at Syracuse 7 p.m., uh, all times in Eastern, by the way, because that's the best time zone. Boston College at Kentucky, <laughs> 7 p.m. Texas A&M at Wake Forest, 9 p.m. And Clemson at Auburn, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I hope you don't mind me saying that, Cal. <laughs> no, I. you're honestly, eh, I was going to say you're right, but I don't know. I think it's up for debate. We can have Honestly, that, on that you're like, it's good that you're in central time because it gives me like extra time when I'm like working late at night on the show notes and I can think to myself, oh, Cal has another hour to do stuff. It's okay if I do things <laughs> late because he has that time. Okay, let me, let me, let me get the train Let's circle back, it back on track. Let's circle it back. Circle it back. Um, one last thing on these matchups, if in case people haven't already tuned out by now, out of these like Wednesday and Thursday, teams um in the acc and sec if you had to grade them who are some of the top performers slash contenders like for example for me when i think of that question i think of like south carolina being like an a plus and being one of the top contenders in my eyes um but yeah who is a team that you if you were grading if it's exam season you're the prof who's at the top of the list south carolina we can't just copy my answer. <laughs> that's the correct answer. Okay, fine. Okay, you yeah, want to know who's you want to know who's second? You want to know who's second? I do. I do. Because I like to, I, to me, it's South Carolina, and nobody else is close. Not just in these two conferences. I don't think anybody else is close anywhere in any conference in the country right now. And I know 
Mark Schindler, put it, you know, everyone take a shot or whatever. Mark Schindler, he brought up Mark <laughs> Schindler again. Uh, Mark Schindler has UCLA, I think, in his article. He said that's kind of his top two. Maybe, did, but yeah. there's a gap. There's a gap to me. One to two, big gap. Who's second, though, among these teams that we're talking about in this ACC SEC challenge? Mm-hmm. That's a really good question. That's a much tougher question for me to answer. I think the highest ceiling is LSU. I think when we get to February, I think I'm going to be saying LSU, but I'm not sure if I would be there right now. So I think right now, ooh, I'm going to say Notre Dame. I'm going to even even if uh, Citron's not playing, I'm going to say Notre Dame. Notre Dame actually might have the highest ceiling too. Now, when you if Olivia Miles is able to come back, if they basically get everyone healthy, they're right up there. But I think they're playing really good basketball right now, and Hannah Hidalgo has been out of this planet so i'm gonna go with them okay you get an a plus because i liked your answers uh and that's our final grades that's our final grades for this week um as always grades will always change so make sure to come back next week where maybe we'll have some upgraded grades in i said grades too many times we will have our updated opinions thoughts facts um with the teams next week Cal, you have anything else you want to add from how was your Thanksgiving or what are you <laughs> most excited for in this next week of college basketball? I already brought it up. I'm excited to go see NC State in person. I'm excited to go watch that That's game. That's right. There. You'll so. be you'll be on site. Um, hopefully we'll see a bunch of your tweets from your account from I imagine the Her Hoop Stats account as well. Um, and that's my shameless segue into saying, please follow us on social media at her stats on Twitter. That was and Instagram. That's that smooth. You. I just, thank I just you. interrupted it to make it less smooth, but just to tell you how <laughs> smooth it was. It was very smooth. That's okay. Cause many people didn't get it. So, you know, they have to get it once you say it. Uh, but anyway, you can follow myself at Krina MM, follow Calvin at C Wetzel 31. Uh, you can find us. Oh, I already said that. I, you can catch us doing Coast to Coast every week, usually on Wednesday. I know you guys did a Tuesday release last week, but we'll see you next week, probably Wednesday. And this has been Coast to Coast.